Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa. It's a beautiful, sunny Wednesday afternoon here in Newcastle, and the weather's actually warming up a little bit. How are you, Pastor Danny? I am praising the Lord, my friend, and looking up <laughs> oh, that's, because Jesus is coming soon. That's right. Amen. And we always love hearing that reminder. And that's what this program is all about, actually, reminding us that the Lord is coming soon, that this world is not our final home, and there's so much to look forward to. Also, want to introduce we have our producer here as well, Shell. She's going to be lining up the music for us today. And just want to remind you of a couple of things that if you would like to contact us or share a comment or a prayer request or um, have a question that you'd like us to have a look at and address as you're listening to today's broadcast, simply contact us here in the studio on our studio number 0491 Also want to remind you that this program is part of a series. We're actually studying the story of Noah and how it relates to right now today. And we've had some pretty amazing studies the last few weeks already. I'm looking forward yeah. to today. What's it called today? Today's message is entitled, She'll Be Right, Mate. Wow. <laughs> so as you can see, folks, this is something you don't want to miss. <laughs> you probably never thought about that in the context of the story of Noah. Oh, but it'll become very clear how the she'll be right, mate, attitude was around in Noah's day. All right. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to this today. And so if you would like to catch up on any of the past episodes, not only of this series, but we've done another one before it on the book of Daniel and I think some others before that, you can go to the Faith FM website and there under the, under the if you find looking up, you'll find podcasts of all the previous programs. And actually, if you haven't already done so, I would encourage you to download the Faith FM app because then you can just get you know, Faith FM, wherever you are, you know, anywhere, whether Amen. or not you have a signal or otherwise, and you can encourage others, uh, maybe who are out of range of a signal tower, to also download the app. And uh, I've done that with some of my friends in Sydney, and they, they're enjoying it. So, yes, we encourage you to stay tuned. And uh, in a few moments, we're going to come back and share some of the events of our weekend. Mm, wow. Did you have a good Weekend. Yes, I did. I did. It was different, in you know, in lockdown, <laughs> you know, we're live streaming from the church. Yeah. However, not being able to look out at the congregation, even a small, sparsely um, sort of gathered congregation was not there to be seen, just a few in the worship team and the AV team. So it was very weird. Wow. Yeah, we, we did ours on Zoom. So we were all from our own locations mm. and same weirdness and different stresses, but still an opportunity to connect. So Absolutely. we'll be back in just a few moments as we look at what is pointing us to the soon return of Jesus. And uh, there's some exciting things to share today. So enjoy this song now by Keith and Kristen Getty. Oh, for a closer walk with God. Oh, for a closer walk with God A calm and heavenly frame A light to shine upon the road Leading to the Lamb Where is that blessedness I knew When first I saw the Lord Where is that soul-refreshing view Of Jesus and His Word Oh, fire of God, come burning 
Closer Walk with God. Beautiful words and a beautiful song. And you're listening to Looking Up and we're about to talk about, you know, what's happening right now in our world. And it's a lot of sad things going on. But also how these things are reminders to us to look up Mm. because the better world that Jesus has promised uh, that he wants to take us to is not far away. And so, Pastor Danny, on that note, what would you think we should be, you know, aware of today? Okay, well, there's a lot of things that are going on as you shared, and I think last week um, we mentioned, and we might have shared it before that as well, compared to uh, this year, compared to what last year we had, you know, last year was basically a non-event compared to this year and how much is taking place. 
and how rapidly. Uh, I guess I'm going to probably start off with the census. Um, you know, the yes, last night, last, last night, night, yeah, last night or yesterday was census. Um, and so I guess Australians, you know, right, right around the country were filling out their census. And, um, and I did likewise. Normally my wife does it, but <laughs> this time she gave me the job. She's like, your turn this time to do the census. So I don't know who did the census in your home. I did it. You did it. <laughs> anyway, um, I found it interesting that, um, in the section that asks you whether you're male or female, mm-hmm. um, there was this little um, note uh, above the male or female, just in case you're not quite sure if you are male or female. It says, if these options do not describe the person, they can select something other than male or female. Now, that's probably a first in an Australian census. That would be the first in an Australian census. I did notice that too and thought it was interesting. I mean, this is the time that we're living in. For 6,000 years, we had only two genders, Mm -hmm. male and female, Mm -hmm. male and female. And now now people are not sure whether they are male or female. And and this really plays into, um, you know, what Jesus said. When, when he said, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, mm-hmm. um, when, when, when the things from Scripture that are just normal, that, that people have accepted for thousands of years, now we're questioning. And so there's just so much confusion right across the board. And so truth has gone completely out the window. Logic um, has gone out the window. And now when we don't know, whether we are a male or a female, and at birth, in some countries, they're looking to um, not assign gender to the baby at birth, the way it's been done for 6,000 years, and enable that child, or when they become a a child or later on in life or whatever, for them to assign their own gender. Mm -hmm. So this is the times we're living in. So that that was huge. That is big. And Shell has something to add. I was just going to say that um, I was reading a National Geographic article a couple of days ago that they are trying to um, make Happy the Elephant legally a person. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> did, I hear, did I hear what you said? Is ha- yes. Is happy so an they're trying to give a, this elephant named Happy legal personhood. Wow. 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 Lo- because he's a very popular elephant. Yes. But to give him personal... To, to turn him into a person. So has Happy but said legally, anything about it? How does Happy you know, feel? Does, is Happy giving consent? Is, but <laughs> is Happy giving is consent? Legitimately happening that yeah. So you does Happy be, want to be part of the human race? I mean, if I was an elephant, I wouldn't want to be part I'd of the be human happy race. Being an elephant, <laughs> who wants to be part of the human race at this point in time in Earth's history? So is that in Australia? No, this is in America. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, this only just um, came out a couple of days ago, and wow. it, yeah, if this if this happens, you know, they're like, well, what what does that mean? Uh, well, <sighs> it means that look, at the end of the day, we are now at a time in Earth's history where the animals are far more intelligent than humans, and what I mean by that, you know. They know who what they are. They know what they are, and what they, they know, do. and they know who their spouse needs to be. <laughs> if I could use that language, um, you know. Whereas we are not sure. You know, this is this is showing how you know the image of God. He created humans in His image, according to His likeness, according to you know 
Genesis chapter 1. And we have gone so far away from the image of God that now literally the animal kingdom is more in line with God's will and God's plan uh, for this world than humans are. In many respects. Oh, look, when you hear things like that, you think, what's this world coming to? And then you remember what the Bible says. Yeah. It's not going to go on forever. No, it's not. It can't. This is the end of the road. And actually, next week, we're going to be looking at that in our Noah series. We're going to be looking at, you know, crumbling foundations. And we're specifically going to be taking a look at um, what Jesus had to say in this space. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very eye opening. Yeah. Our listeners will want to keep being tuned. Stay for the Bible study that comes up after this. Come back next week because there is hope. There is in hope. In these hopeless times, in this hopeless world, there's a lot of hope in Jesus and you Indeed. need to hear about it. Indeed. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah, you there have? was on the census. It was interesting when it asked for, um, your, your marital status. Um, married was at the bottom of the list. So you had never married. Widowed, divorced, separated but not divorced, and then married was at the bottom of the list. I did now, see that too. now you could say that's just chance and that's just coincidence that you know it happens to be at the bottom of the list, um, or it could be that this is this is a symbol, you know, a symbol um, of the of, value of the value of marriage and the family in our day and society. And you know, to add to that, question twenty three. Uh, the the religious question that was optional. Um, guess what's at the top of the list? No religion. Wow. No religions at the top of the list. And for the first time, we had no religion at the top of the list in the last census. It used to be at the bottom of the list. Hmm. At the bottom of the list, after naming some of the predominant religions and before the other, um, right at the bottom, you would have no religion. But now no religion has been bumped up to the very top and uh, one of the reasons for that is that the more likes they get, the more ticks the no religion um, section gets, the more funding those who are promoting no religion receive from the federal and state governments because the census data um, goes a long way to determining government funding. I did and, not know that. And so there was a big push. There was a huge campaign, a big push, um, from those who who espouse no religion and don't want any religion in society, certainly in government and, and just in society, encouraging people who are even nominal Christians, you know what I mean? They might refer to themselves as a Catholic, a Baptist, a Methodist or whatever, not that they go to church, but when you ask them what are you, that's what they'll say. Um, they say if you don't go to church, if you don't practice Christianity, tick no religion. And there was a real big push for that, a big campaign. Spent a lot of money on that in the lead up to the census. Hmm. Wow. So so that's really interesting, yeah. So we can clearly see that that the moral fabric of our society is is falling apart and that that's the surest sign that Jesus is coming. Amen. I've got another thing here. I've just recently the IPCC report has oh, just come yes, out. Oh, yes, yes. We should probably say a couple should, of words about that. We should, we should, we should. Um, you obviously have something. Well, the IPCC, <laughs> um, this is the the climate, um, uh, I guess, I guess the climate arm for the United Nations. So, in case people may be wondering, the IPCC stands for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and it was, um, as I pointed out, it's um, it's a United Nations body 
that assesses the science that is related to climate change. And it began its work first in 1990 mm -hmm. when it released its first report. This is the sixth report that it's released. So, And how are we doing on the scorecard? We are not doing very well. According to, <laughs> according to this report, um, uh, they are saying we have now entered uh, code red zone. You know, code red for humanity was how um, the United Nations Secretary General put it. And what they are saying is what we believed, um, we well, where we believed we would be with the climate in 2050, which was 1.5 degrees above industrial uh, levels, we're going to reach that by about 2034. That's not far away. By 2034. So what they're saying is that we don't have to 2050. We don't have to 2050. They're saying what happens in the next 10 years up until 2030 is going to make or break our world, our planet, and they're saying this is the existential crisis of our time. So we are moving now from COVID to climate. Yeah, there's a... We're moving from COVID to climate, and um, there's a whole heap I could say on that. Yeah. We'll do that maybe a little more one day. But yeah. this, is, this is very prophetic because um, part of the climate uh, change agenda is setting aside time and space... Um, uh, each week um, to, to focus on not only the climate, focus on the families, focus on a greener economy mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So this is really, really fascinating. Oh, and yeah. and, and this, is, this is very prophetic, huge, Incredibly huge prophetic. from a prophetic point of view. Actually, on that very note, there's a website called Earth Beast, that, uh, Beat, sorry, not Beast. <laughs> That's Revelation 13. Earth Beat, Stories of Climate Crisis, Faith and Action. It's the National Catholic Reporter. And uh, this is what it said in an article just posted on the 6th of August, 2021. The article's entitled COVID-19 Global Warming and Diminishing Catholic Guilt. Listen to this. Mm. Yeah, it's written by a, a Jesuit. It, I think he's a priest. Well, Father, he's a, I guess yeah, that's he's the same a thing. Jesuit priest. Yeah. So he says, COVID-19 and global warming are enough to make me long for the days of clerical power and Catholic guilt. In those good slash bad old days, the church's hierarchy was able to issue thunderous edicts and most Catholics would follow its directions like sheep. If the laity did not, they would feel guilty and fear going to hell. The church used to have the power to make and break things, the power to shape cultures and command people's actions. Too bad it does not have such power to save mm. humanity from itself. Would that the Pope could declare vaccine skeptics and climate change deniers heretics and put their books, articles, Facebook pages and tweets on the index of forbidden books. And it goes on and on and on. But wow. really strong. So this <laughs> Jesuit priest, do you have a name for him? Uh, yes, his name here is Thomas Rees. Okay, so Thomas, he's asking the question whether it would be the, in the best interest of humanity that we return to the Dark Ages where the church wielded, you know, through the state, through the power of the state, wielded the sword and there was coercion and compulsion and force in order to have people do, as the church said, have mercy. Yeah. You know, what's also interesting is he writes for a religious column in an art in, that's called Signs of the Times. Oh, no way. <laughs> You're making it up. No, it's here on the page. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? This is phenomenal. And you know what? The, well, Pope Francis has been, um, he's been the lead spoke, one of the lead spokesmen for the whole La climate. Laudato Si. Laudato Si, his encyclical back in 2015. Interestingly enough, just before the, you know, the Paris Climate Summit at the end of that year in 2015, and we have a huge climate summit this year November. in Glasgow in November. 
And um, they're saying it's going to be epic. And um, I was just reading about our own uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. They're saying he is feeling the heat big time because Australia, according to the according to the climate um, activists, is really falling behind. We're like way at the bottom of the pile when it comes to countries um, and what they have, um, you know, put in place uh, regarding you know climate emission targets and so on and so forth. And we're at the bottom. And so the heat is coming on our Prime Minister to get with the program. And so you've heard it first on Faith FM. <laughs> I am predicting, I'm not a prophet oh. or a son of a prophet, but I am predicting that our Prime Minister of Australia is going to change his tune in the lead up to Glasgow because of the enormous pressure that's going to be exerted on him by especially the United States of America who is, you know, the leading nation. And um, Joe Biden, Joe Biden has has very clearly said, this was his comment, this was his tweet on August 10, um, just a couple of days ago, we can't wait to tackle a climate crisis. The signs are unmistakable, the science is undeniable, and the cost of inaction keeps mounting. So he's saying it's make or break. So, you know, I believe that COVID is now going to, you know, move into climate issues and that's going to move into possibly i'm not saying this is going to happen but possibly we're going to be moving into that final um end time worship war which is um which has everything to do with the environment oh wow well there's just so many things we could talk continue to talk about but listen as you're listening to us this afternoon wherever you're joining us from just remember as we're talking about the crisis that is in our world the most important thing is to remember who is coming and it is christ who is coming Mm. and uh, he has promised that this world is not our final home and he says i i will come again and so keep listening we're going to go to a song with amy cherry we'll have the news and then after that we have a bible study filled with hope and uh, and encouragement for you We marvel at a has-been God In awe of power He displayed Miracle maker, life changer Not constrained to limitations We say He transcends time But don't believe He's here and now in dusty history books or in the future But God is alive today Living here and now Waiting to release His power Working in our world today Not just a has-been or a will be, but the great I am. We're hoping in the will be God, working through His children. There'll be signs in sky and sea, people bowing on bending knee. We say he transcends time But don't believe he's here and now 
closed in dusty history books or in the future. But God is alive today, living here and now, waiting to release His power, working in our world today. Not just a has been or a will be, but the great I am. The great I am is the great I am. The great I am, the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday Avo to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll, we'll see, see you there. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. I see you stress and fret, have you got an ulcer yet? Worries eating you inside out. Deadlines are need met, not a moment left, always in a hurry. What's your worry? What a big hurry. I've got all the time in the world, so why don't you let go? Love what you can't control, let me take it for you. Love what's your And it's a constant crazy frenzy But if time's of the essence Then you need my presence So may I ask you a question What's your worry? What a big hurry I've got all the time in the world So why don't you let go Of what you can't control seconds well i've got ways you're out of options well i still got thousands so tell me what's your problem oh oh what's your worry what a big hurry? 
Happy little tune there, all the time in the world. And uh, you're listening to Looking Up with Sharissa and Danny. And we're about to begin a wonderful study of God's Word about the story of Noah, how it relates to today. Before we do, though, I want to let you know that for anybody who's listening today, guess what? We're doing something a little bit different. Instead of having a special prize just for one or two or three people, first in, first serve, uh, we are going to make this special gift available to any listener today who contacts mm, us during the program right with the code word, which is going to be given. I think maybe we'll give it in the next segment. But this is what is um, the free gift to you today. It's a little book called As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God, written by Nina Aitchison. I actually personally know her, and I've heard her you know, share some work in workshops. Oh, she is. And uh, I have the book, and it's a wonderful book. If you struggle to get into the Bible, struggle to personally study it for yourself you need this book mm. it's going to help you to dig deep and to really um really understand uh and and know how to study the bible and have a relationship with god for yourself amen well on that note is there something else you wanted to share well i just wanted to just share um just uh i guess uh uh, a little story from when I went down, not down, when I went up to Brisbane, when we were allowed to. <laughs> it's definitely up. <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly not now because, um, as, as we all know, we are in lockdown here in New South Wales. I don't think anyone in Australia wants to have anything to do with anyone in New South Wales. Is that still correct? Yeah, I think there's a few places. Though. I know different parts of, I think even Cairns was locked down. Yeah, well, it was locked down for a few days. So, um, but yeah, so I was able to go up to Brisbane um, a couple of months ago or so, two, three months ago, and to run this series there actually for a weekend. And as I was at Brisbane Airport, um, those electronic signs, those massive electronic signs, uh, they had one there, those billboards where the pick up and drop off area was. So I was waiting for my sister to come and pick me up. And uh, it was an interesting sign that. Um, that was showing, and it was um, from Lifeline, and uh, the the sign read, "Hold on to hope, hold hmm. on to hope," and it gave a number, you know, the Lifeline number one three double one one four, and you know, I, I thought about that, hold on to hope, and and obviously, there's a lot of people right now um, in those lockdown areas, especially in Sydney. Um, that are really struggling um, with mental health issues. They're, yeah. they're feeling hopeless, they're anxious, um, and so forth. And so there's a lot of people today who we don't hear those numbers. No, we don't. Um, you know, when, when the Premier gets up each day for her press conference, you know, we, we hear the COVID numbers, but we don't hear the numbers of, of those who, you know, have been admitted to hospital um, due to mental health issues or even, you know, suicide attempts or perish the thought and so tragic, you know, actual suicides mm. and the increase in those numbers. But it was interesting, this hold on to hope, and, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about holding on to hope. And, yes, there is, there is lifeline, um, but the ultimate lifeline is Jesus. The ultimate lifeline is Jesus. Absolutely. And if anyone wants to contact him. Yeah. Well, they had a number here. You know, well, well they also had a, a little message. We're here to listen. Mm. We're here to listen. 
And yeah, if anyone wants to contact Jesus, there is a phone number. Charissa, I number. understand. Do you want to tell us the yeah. phone number if you want to contact Jesus who is ready to listen anytime, yes. 24-7? If you, have a num- if you have a piece of paper, you should jot this one down. Jot this number down. you don't want to forget it. All it's, right, what's um, the number? It's called Jeremiah 33, verse 3. So it's Jeremiah 333. Okay, <laughs> Jeremiah 333. All right. That's and a phone is- number you can remember. Absolutely. And what does it say there, Charissa? Here the Bible says, call to me and I will answer you. This is God speaking. Oh, wow. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Amen. Amen. So did you get that number down, folk? Yep. Jeremiah 33.3. Yeah. So we can call <laughs> on God anytime. We can call to Jesus anytime. And I mean, Jesus says, come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we could, we could, we could um, take that word out, come, and we're going to have the word call. Jesus saying, you know, call to me, you know, and I'm here. I'm here to take away your burdens. And um, interesting, last year uh, at the end of April, early May, Time magazine put out a front cover. And on the front cover it had Finding Hope. And they looked at different ways um, that we can have hope. You know, that was at the beginning of the pandemic as it was being rolled out around the world. You know, we've gone a long way since then. And Titus 2.13, I couldn't help but think of Titus 2.13 when I looked at that front cover of Time magazine and there the Apostle Paul writes, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ. So that is the hope. Amen. That is the hope, the ultimate hope that we have, the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ. That is why this program is called Looking Up. You know, Jesus said, as you see all these things taking place, Luke 21, 28, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So the more, uh, the more chaos and confusion we see in the world, Charissa, uh, the closer we are to that blessed hope and the appearing of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Makes us feel homesick oh, for heaven. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Um, you know, when it comes to hope, I just want to share, you shared from Jeremiah 33, verse 3, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite scriptures. Um, in fact, on my business card, I run a seminar called Discover Hope. Uh, I, I started that seminar back in 2018, I think it was, mm-hmm. 2018, no, 2017, 2017. So um, four odd years ago, the Lord impressed me to, to begin a seminar entitled Discover Hope. So that's kind of been my, my theme that I've been sharing here, there and everywhere. And on my card, I've got Jeremiah 2911. Different phone number. Yeah, different <laughs> phone number. This phone number is is just as good. Um, and this is what God himself says. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Powerful. Amen. So, so that's God's plan for us, Sharissa. I love it. He has the best plan. Yeah. You know, there's so much fear today. Too much. There's a lot of fear. But you know what? The Bible says, I think it's First John four eighteen. God says, um, perfect love casts out fear. Mm. There is no fear in love. Mm-hmm. And who is love? God is love. God is love. So you ha- if you have God in your life, if you have Christ in your life, there is no fear. Yeah. In fact, I was, I was on uh, as I was traveling um, uh, to to the radio station this afternoon. I got a phone call from one of my church members asking me that asking me the question, "How close do you think we are, Danny, to the coming of Jesus?" <laughs> And um, and I was able to share with with this um, lady that 
we can have hope in Jesus. Yes, I believe things are are getting closer and closer every day in a in a very marked way. But I said we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be fearful. Jesus said, "In me you can have peace. We don't need to be afraid." Yeah. Fear comes from the enemy. Yes. Peace comes from the Prince of Peace himself, Jesus Christ. Yes, and I had another person talk to me too, and they were worried about, um, you know, all the things that are going on with COVID right now and the stress and anxiety. And this, on along those very same lines, mm. this verse, my mom shared it with me and reminded me of it. Romans eight thirty eight and 39, mm. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Not even COVID. Nothing. No, <laughs> no lockdown can separate us. No lockdown, us no COVID, God. no vaccine, no um, virus, no nothing can, can separate, separate us. us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really powerful. So we hope and pray you're encouraged by that. And, um, and uh, this week's message um, from Scripture, once again, as we look at the story of Noah, I shared it earlier, it's entitled, um, She'll Be Right, Mate. Now, How biblical. <laughs> well, is this a different translation? No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what that's got to do with the story of Noah. It's got a lot to do with the story of Noah. And um, you know, before before I invite you to pray, Sharissa, um, you know, in Australia here we are very laid back. You know, we're laid back. I I did some research and I discovered you know we've almost we've almost got forty thousand kilometers of coastline in Australia. Did you know that? I did not. Almost 40,000 kilometres of coastline. We've got about 10,000 beaches in Australia, Mm -hmm. the most in the whole world. There's no other country on the planet that has as many beaches as Australia. Mm. You know, and um, most people, 85% or more of the population, live within 50 kilometres of the beach. Mm. So in Australia, we're big on beaches, barbecues, beer, boating, but we're not so big on the Bible. So um, we have this very much she'll be right mate attitude here. We're laid back, um, you know, we've got a lot of sunshine. And so, you know, this subject um, really connects with where we are as Australians, what, you know, this, this she'll be right mate attitude is in our DNA. And, um, and so we're going to discover how this was very much part of the time of Noah, the time of Lot, and how they were unprepared, but how God wants us to be prepared and be ready, and how do we be, and, and how are we ready? So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Sounds excellent. Yeah. So if you want to pray, and then we'll, to. and then we'll dive in. Dear Lord, as we study Your Word right now, we just pray that Your Holy Spirit will teach us from the Bible the things that we need to know for today, so that we can be ready when Jesus comes. Bless our listeners, and as they listen along too, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, this is going to sound very familiar, Shamila, what I'm going to share with you. In fact, there, there, is a, there is a technical term for she'll be right, mate. There is? There is, and it's called normality bias or normalcy bias. Sounds intelligent. Yes. Um, do you have that in front of you? I can see it here. Do you want to, do you want to read what it, what it actually means? What, what, all what, right. What, what, We're going to all get an education together. This is what it, normalcy bias means. A human tendency to respond to threat warnings with disbelief or minim- minimization and to similarly underestimate a disaster's deleterious 
Causing significant harm or damage effects. <laughs> okay, all right. So this is basically uh, normalcy bias is is a human tendency where we think that everything's going to be okay, things are not as bad as they seem, we're going to get to the other side, she'll be right, mate, and it minimises minimizes the threat of warnings. You know, so warnings are given. We can see signs on the horizon. We can see the writing on the wall, but we minimize it. Mm-hmm. And um, and wanting to go back to normal. Have you been hearing anything lately in the media about what everybody's hanging out for? Getting back to normal. Yeah. Everybody wants to get back to normal. That's what we're hearing from our premier here in New South Wales every day at her press conference. You know, once we get to everybody knows how many jabs, six million. Once we get to 6 million jabs, God willing, she's saying by the end of August, we'll be able to sort of get back to some kind of normality and everyone's hanging out for things getting back to normal so that we can go back to our beaches, our barbecues, you know, our hanging out with our mates, drinking lots of beer, our boating and have those freedoms. Do you drink beer, Danny? No, I don't. Do you drink ginger beer? Um, I've tried that. I don't mind ginger beer. <laughs> All right, I've so tried it. People I've might got, want to get yeah. back to ginger beer. <laughs> yeah, ginger beer is okay. <laughs> ginger beer is okay. Anyway, um, it's fascinating that um, the story of Noah has normalcy bias at the very heart of the story. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so the story of Noah, just in case you're joining us, this is our third message in this series, just to quickly take a look at why we are looking at this story. Um, and the story of Lot, but mainly the story of Noah. It clearly identifies Earth's final generation. It enables us to know and understand how we can be ready when the Son of Man returns, that is Jesus. It provides instruction on how we can prepare others for Jesus' soon return. And the story of Noah gives us real hope. It gives us real hope. So That's what we need. Absolutely. So do you want to read this passage from Luke 17? We've been looking at Matthew 24, but in Luke 17, Jesus speaks of the story of Noah and the story of Lot. So if you want to read from Luke 17, verse 26, all the way through to verse 30. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay, this is really fascinating because Jesus here, he doesn't tap into the violence the wickedness, the immorality that we have in Genesis um, describing the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Jesus speaks of eating, drinking, marrying, building, planting, buying, selling. Mm -hmm. These are everyday activities. True. So what is Jesus trying to tell us? We're going to find out. Well, maybe it's got something to do with what this next song is. It's time to get ready. And it looks like it's Carly Fletcher with Malvinas Penland. Enjoy this song and we'll we'll come back to this study. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Sometimes it seems I feel so well We'll keep on going on And I can get so comfortable And make this place my home Remind me, Lord, that there is more 
than just the things I see. To fix my eyes on Jesus and follow faithfully. It's time to get ready. Today is all that we have. We can see the signs are happening. Just as the Bible says, so don't get caught unaware. Now is the time to prepare. God is calling me and calling you to live for Him today. To put aside distractions and the things that lead us away. To really. And devote ourselves to prayer To know our dear friend Jesus For He is always there It's time to get ready Today is all that we have We can see the signs are happening Just as the Bible says Danny just found a new favorite song. Oh, that's just so powerful. <laughs> He's just loving that, and it was. And actually, for our listeners, uh, you know, a reminder, we're going to give you the code word soon. We're just going to hold off one more segment. But the, the code word for today's free gift, which is available to anybody who texts the code word in, yeah, the free gift is going to be as light lingers basking in the word of God. But a little clue about what that code word is going to be. We're releasing it in the next segment. But the code word was actually in the song oh, right then. It was, yes. There was a lot so. of words in the song. So <laughs> that's a very big so hope, general clue. Absolutely. So I hope you are really ready for this next segment that was a little clue that you you that was a little giving clue. little clues <laughs> all right folks well we're back and we're into the story of noah so jesus jesus pointed out that 
as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be before Jesus comes. So the mm. wor- the condition of the world will be exactly the same as it was in the days of Noah and as the days was was in Lot. Talk about a big clue. That is a huge clue. Huge clue. Huge clue. So so it's interesting that Jesus, he didn't, as I pointed out before the break, he didn't look at the violence, the wickedness, the evil, the immorality, um, the corruption that um, plagued, you know, the citizens of, of Sodom and Gomorrah and the citizens in Noah's day before the flood. That's not what Jesus focuses on. Mm-hmm. What does he focus on? Eating. Drinking. Drinking. Marrying. Marrying. Buying, selling, building, everyday life. everyday life activities, everyday life activities. Now, why is that? I was scratching my head for a long time thinking, why didn't he talk about the evil, the wickedness? And then the penny dropped. And so that's what we're going to look at today. And so um, I want to sort of um, start this segment off by looking at this quote. If you want to read this quote, interesting quote from George Santiana. He was um, a famous um, American born, but a, but a French a philosopher, and he is most well known for this statement that many of our listeners will will recall hearing. So, do you want to read George Santiana's statements? Sure. He said, "Those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it." Okay. So he's saying, if we don't look back to the past, if we don't learn lessons from the past, we're going to repeat. Those same mistakes. So let's take a look at what happened in Noah's day because Jesus wants us to be ready. That's the whole point. You know, Jesus said, watch and be ready. Pray always. And so he wants us to be ready. And so it's interesting that uh, before God does anything significant, he always gives warning signs. He always uh, gives a message of hope and a message of salvation. There's always salvation when before anything comes in Noah's day, in Lot's day, and it will be the same when Jesus comes. There's a scripture um, in Amos 3.7, which I'll read quickly. It says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Mm-hmm. So nothing of eternal consequence will God do be- without first revealing it through his servants, the prophets, the scriptures, to all of us. And that's a real insight into the character of God. Yeah. God is very fair. God is very loving. Um, to act. He doesn't have to do that. He no. could just do whatever he wants without warning, but he actually mercifully does you know, give opportunity for us to choose life. Yeah. Well, it's just like a loving parent. Mm. A loving parent, you know, they always give warnings. <laughs> to their children. <laughs> One warning. One, warnings, like ten, <laughs> and they count. One, <laughs> two. Did your mum ever have to count for you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. How far did she go in her counting? I think three. Three, yeah. <laughs> generally, it's three. <laughs> one, two. And I'm, look, I'm such a softie. With me, it was one, one two, minute. two and a quarter, <laughs> two and a half, two and five, six, two and seven eighths. Two and eleven twelfths, <laughs> and like by then they were good at fractions. They were very days. good at fractions. So I just didn't want to, but anyway, um, yeah. So it's interesting. Jesus said, "As it was in the days of Noah." So let's take a look at how it was in the days of Noah. Personally, it was an attitude of business as usual. Oh, that's sort of today too. Yeah, it? business as usual. That's mm-hmm. that's what it was like in Noah's day. Now, if you want to read for us um, verses uh, Matthew twenty four. Verse 40 and 41, after Jesus describes the days of Noah, 
He describes um, what it was going to, what it's also going to be like just before he returns. Do you want to read yeah, those? Matthew twenty four those... forty and forty one. Yep. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. I tell you that in the night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Okay. So the other scripture was from Luke seventeen thirty four. So it's interesting. What Sorry. is Jesus here? <laughs> yeah. No. That that's cool because I wanted uh, I wanted both of those scriptures. So um, what do we have here? Jesus says uh, men will be working working in the field. That That's what people did 2,000 years ago. The men went to work in the field. And the women are still working too. Yeah, the, the women grinding were at, at the, the mill. mill, yeah, grinding. So they were doing, doing home duties. And guess what happens at night? We sleep. Mm-hmm. So once again, Jesus here is describing everyday activities, working, you know, um, and sleeping, working mm-hmm. and sleeping. He's saying one was ready, one was not ready. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is inviting us to be ready in our everyday activities, mm-hmm. not to get caught up like the people of Noah's day and Lot's day. They got caught up with the everyday activities. They took their eyes off the prize. They were not focused on the things of the kingdom, but they were focused on the here and now. I think that's a really good point you're making because there's nothing inherently sinful with being no. in the field, um, you know, going to sleep, grinding at the no. mill, working, marrying, buying, all of those things are normal parts of life. But um, Jesus highlights them because he doesn't want us to forget that the life's great purpose right now is to prepare for his coming. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And um, the the next point um, that I picked up from the story of Noah was that the main focus of the people of Noah's day was and Lot's day was on accumulating the goods of this world rather than worshipping the creator God who provided the goods. <laughs> Does that sound like today? Yeah, it sounds like today too. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we were talking about climate change and everything before, but God is the creator of all things and... Yeah, we're trying to fix the problems without him. Yeah, what you've just said, those last few words are so critical. We are seeking to fix the problems without God. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's very humanistic. And so when we seek uh, to come up with answers outside of seeking God, that is when we lose our focus. And so it's easy for us to get caught up in the things of this world. Very easy, and I, you know, Very I could have, co- you know, um, you know, I've, I've talked about perilous priorities, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, and it's just so easy to become caught up in that. Oh, especially, I think, with um, technology, media, like the news is. I know it's always bad news, but it's always, you know, you, there's a curiosity, in, at least in me. I wonder what it is today. Like, I wonder what, you know, and it's we're fascinated by the present. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I was reading a, a study. Most Australians, um, the first thing they do when they wake up after they've whatever gone to the toilet or whatever, um, the first thing they do is turn on their smartphones, um, or if their smartphones are, I mean, already turned on, um, they will check their social media, you know, apps. They will they will check their Facebook and their Twitter and Instagram and whatever, TikTok, whatever. That's the first thing they do when they wake up Mm -hmm. and guess what's the last thing they do before they go to bed? The same thing. Exactly the same thing. So it's interesting that um, our focus tends to be on the here and now more and more as we're getting closer to the coming of Jesus. Instead of looking up, we're looking down. 
<laughs> We're looking yeah. down at our screens yep. instead of looking up and focusing on the things of the kingdom. So the first thing we ought to be doing when we wake up is seeking God. Look, wake up, then look up. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> wake up and look up. Or look out. Okay. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> Jesus talked about this in connection with um, the siege of Jerusalem. There were two sieges of Jerusalem, and Jesus said, you know, when you see the sign, and the sign was, you know, obviously the retreat from the Roman armies, which did take place um, during the first siege. They mysteriously retreated, and uh, the Christians, the believers in Christ, and what he had said, because he gave the warning back then as well, um, they fled. And notice what Jesus said in Luke 17, verses, uh, in Luke 17, 31 regarding that, and, and 32. And 33, you're going to read that. Sure. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Who, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Okay, so what's this telling you? Well, don't keep your heart on the things of this world, because when the time comes to, to leave them behind, you, you may... Know that that's where God is calling you, but if your heart is stuck on things and the things of this life, then you're not going to be able to leave it. Yeah, it's interesting. And Jesus specifically mentions Lot's wife. He says, remember her. Yeah, remember her. Now, now, what did, what's the big deal about Lot's wife? Why does he mention her? What, what's, what's the big deal in the story of Lot? Well, it is fascinating that he says, remember her, because... There's a lot of other people in Lot's story that mm. I'd like to remember. At least they escaped safely. But she looked back uh-huh. after she got out of the city. She looked back. So she was almost safe. But she looked back. But she looked back. She didn't look up. And I think if I remember correctly that when she did look back, it wasn't just a passing glance, but it was like a yeah. longing look. Okay. So she left Sodom, mm-hmm. but Sodom didn't leave her heart. Mm-hmm. And so we can be, you know, we can be going to church but our heart is not is not truly surrendered and not truly committed to the things of God and the things of his kingdom. So it's really, really important that we take on board these uh, principles that Jesus gives us. And he says, remember Lot's wife. And he says, you know, just, just don't. So where should our focus be? Um, it's interesting, Noah. How is Noah described? Well, in Genesis 6, 9, the Bible says that Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and that Noah walked with God. So where was, Noah, where was Noah's focus? He was with the Lord. He was always focused on God and what he wanted. So what did Noah think about the goods of this world? They were secondary. His secondary. primary focus was what God. How much of the goods of this world did Noah invest in the building of the ark? Everything. Everything. And guess what? All of his... Shares floated, if you want to call it that. that that's a bad dad joke. That, no. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Good one, good one. So, um, yes, yeah, so, but Noah, you know, Noah is our example. Mm-hmm. He focused his attention on God, being faithful to God and the things of God. Mm-hmm. And so the things that we surrender to God, they're the things that are going to last for eternity. The things we try and hang on to in the here and now, 
they're the things that we will lose. It's interesting in Matthew 16, 19 to 21, Jesus actually spoke about where our priorities should be. Do you want to read that? Yes. He said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wow. Beautiful. Isn't it? So where should our treasure be? In heaven. And actually, just last, just today, my husband and I, before we came here, we, we had a little chat with our neighbor, and there were thieves that broke in across the street last, oh. last night, midnight. Wow. Bunch of kids. They're not guess, supposed to be. We're in lockdown. <laughs> I know. Well, the, some memo, like, the memo never got to the thieves. Yeah, they, they, uh, there was someone there fingerprinting his car, and they stole his keys and his wallet and everything. Wow. But, um, yeah. Just a reminder that, you know, put your treasure in heaven when Absolutely. nothing can take Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and if you want to read verses uh, 31 to 33. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. All right, there you go. So that should be our focus. That should uh, be our focus. Well, you know, at this point we'll have another song. This one's called Almost Persuaded, a bit like Lot's wife. She mm. was almost safe. Yes, yes. But she wasn't. So let's listen to this song. Almost persuaded now to Persuaded Christ to receive Seems now some soul to say Go, Spirit, go your way Some more convenient day on the I'll call Almost persuaded Come, come today Almost persuaded Turn not away Invite you here, angels are lingering near. Prayers rise from hearts so dear. Oh, wonder come, almost persuaded. Harvest is past. Almost persuaded Doom comes at last Almost cannot avail Almost is but to fail Sad, sad, that bitter wail Almost but long 
sermon and song if you ever heard mm, one beautiful voice. almost persuaded but wow. lost very solemn message and song yeah. there but very much along the lines of what you were just sharing with us about you know lot's wife yeah she was almost saved but yeah yeah well jesus said remember lot's wife and when jesus says remember he means something's important that's exactly right he's saying you know do not do what she did you know look up keep looking forward don't look back don't look back at the things of this world. And, um, you know, we could, we could say a lot more about that. Before you launch into the rest of the study, we should probably give the code word. Yes, indeed. For the listeners who would yes, like to indeed. obtain today's special gift, which... Are you ready for the code word, folk? <laughs> oh, that was a little drum roll. <laughs> and the code word is... You say it. Ready! <laughs> well, if you hadn't already guessed it, that's the word. Ready. Please text the word ready to 0491064669 or call with the number and you will have a copy of the wonderful book As Light Lingers Basking in the Word of God by Nina Aitchison. It'll be coming to you and you will, you'll benefit from this so mm. much because if you've ever opened your Bible and not known where to go to study and where to go to have a relationship with God as you're reading it and how to get, go about it, this book is going to help you. This book will help us get ready. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful book. And I do also want to encourage people to phone in for this book. This is a fantastic book that every single person needs to have on their shelf. Um, well, not on their shelf, they need to be reading it, and this will help and aid them. So, yeah. Okay. Let's continue on as we take a look at As It Was in the Days of Noah, So It Will Be, Jesus said, Before I Return. So, we've looked at a couple of things already of what it was like in Noah's day. There was an attitude of business as usual. The focus was, was on the here and now, the gods of this, sorry, yeah, the gods of this world or the goods of this world, um, rather than, you know, giving glory to God and being focused on the things of, of the kingdom of God, which we looked at. Uh, another, another sign uh, was that they had signs and warnings that were given to them by God, by Noah, but these signs and warnings were ignored. Mm. So I just want to go through just several of them. Yes. Firstly, Noah preached for 120 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. He preached that a flood was coming. Now, did they take him seriously? No. No, because it hadn't rained up until that point. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for the first 1,500 years of human history, there was no rain. So how was the earth watered? It was watered, the Bible says, by a mist. Okay. That came up, you know. So I guess it was like a, a sprinkler system. <laughs> if you want to nice. try and try and try and figure out how that was, like like a yeah, like a like a, a, a sprinkler system. So water um, came up. So it was like I'm assuming, and I mean nobody, you know, we don't have we don't have any video footage of of what the world looked like before the flood, but based on you know based on the dinosaurs and, and a whole bunch of other things that, that we've discovered um, in the meantime that, that's been buried, we know that this world was like a tropical paradise. Mm -hmm. I mean, people lived for a thousand years almost. You know, so there was, there was, you know, massive trees. The fruit was probably five times the size of what probably, I mean, mangoes were probably the size of watermelons back then. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wow. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, it was a very different world. So Noah preached for 120 years that a, that a flood was coming. 
and no one believed him. He built an ark, okay, um, during that time. So he's building. So that's that's real commitment to God. If it hasn't rained before, and you build a boat. Exactly. That rain's going to supposedly. Well, God told him the float. world will be flooded, mm-hmm. and they laughed. Mm-hmm. They scoffed. We're going to get to that. Then there was the Methuselah prophecy. Ooh, what's that? Now Methuselah. Uh, Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch is in the line of Seth. Um, so we have we have Methuselah, who is the son of Enoch, and Enoch gave his son the name Methuselah because that was a time prophecy. Mm-hmm. For the name Methuselah, Methuselah, in fact, if you want to read it from Strong's Concordance, yeah, well, it means to send a weapon or dart or his death sends. Or another possible way of interpreting it would be when he dies, the weapon shall be sent. Or when he dies, it shall come to pass. So when he dies, it shall come to pass. And what's fascinating, Sharissa, is that Methuselah lived longer, the than, longer anyone. than anyone else. He lived for 969 years. And when you do the... And when you add up the numbers, which we can do in Genesis, we won't take the time to do that now, but you can do that um, in Genesis, um, in in the the timelines and when the flood came in the 600th year of Noah's life, Methuselah died the very year of the flood. Wow. The very year of the flood, Methuselah died at 969. Yeah, I I have looked into this a little bit myself because I was fascinated by it, and I saw that some scholars even think he may have died the very week before the flood. Wow, well, yeah, possibly, possibly, Mm -hmm. yeah, the very week. So he was obviously a believer Mm -hmm. in God. Now, he wasn't on the ark, and we know that there would have been many who believed in Noah and his message that God gave him. It wouldn't have been just his wife and his sons and their wives, eight people in total. There would have been many, including Methuselah, um, but they would have died prior to the flood. And Methuselah certainly died the year of the flood, and as you're suggesting, possibly even the week before the flood. Mm. So that was a huge sign, a huge sign. So Mm -hmm. when they saw Methuselah, they knew that his name means when he dies, it shall come to pass. <laughs> that would have been like a real sermon illustration for Absolutely. Noah because he's preaching. Absolutely. It's <laughs> Look like, at when he dies, the yeah. end will come. And he died. He did. And he died and Noah is saying the flood is coming. Yeah. It is coming. And then we have the mysterious animal parade. I mean, never before in human history had animals, two by two, male and female of all the unclean animals, made their way mysteriously into the ark into the boat. This had never happened before. It's as if, you know, angels, and I believe angels were mysteriously, you know, angels that could not be seen by humans were leading these animals into the ark, two by two, male and female, and the clean animals in seven pairs. Now, when you, if you would see that happening down your street where you live, if you were to see, if you'd see two elephants, two zebras, two whatever, going in step with one another, following one another into an ark, mysteriously, wouldn't you be like, what on earth is going on? I think that even if there was no ark, I'd probably think, am I awake? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so there were signs. That was a clear sign that something was happening, something was about to happen. Mm. But they ignored it. They ignored it. And we read that uh, scripture earlier, Amos 3.7. Do you want to remind us of that? Yes. The Bible says, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals, reveals his, secret his secret to the servants. 
to his, his servants, servants, the, the prophets. prophets. Yeah. I was trying from memory, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so God gave the warnings. He did. So plenty of warnings. We've just looked at four. All right. There were scoffers, mockers, and skeptics in the days of Noah. And it's interesting that Peter, when he taps into the story of Noah in connection with the second coming, he shares these interesting words. Do you want to read Second Peter from chapter 3, verse 3, all the way through to verse 6? Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were, uh, were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Okay, so were there scoffers in Noah's day? They were. Are there scoffers today? There are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's interesting to me, Sharissa, is that the time of the end, according to Scripture, according to that 1260-year prophecy, um, began in 1798. So that's just over 200 years ago, Mm -hmm. the period of the time of the end. And you guys have been covering that in that program, the the End of Time Mm -hmm. series. By the way, in case you missed any of that series, you really want to catch up. They are all there. And where can they find them? They can simply go to theend.digital. You can look up the end.digital website. They're all there. Or you can go to the end.digital YouTube channel and uh, they're all there too. Yeah. How many episodes in all? There were 12. 12 episodes. And um, so, yeah, they're all available there. And um, you guys pointed out from Scripture that the period of the time of the end began in 1798. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, around that time, we have we have the entrance of atheism mm-hmm. um, in a major way with the French Revolution. We have Darwin coming onto the scene and um, an evolution. Mm-hmm. We also have the Industrial Revolution coming onto the scene and that completely changes how we do life instead of you know, a more rural lifestyle. We now are moving into the cities and um, industry and factories are rising up. And so we have the focus not so much on the things of, you know, the family, the things of, um, you know, Christianity and biblical principles, but now the focus is on accumulating more and more. And so it's interesting that as the time of the end begins, (laughs) the scoffers and the mockers and the skeptics get into high gear. And um, and we have doubts as to whether there was a flood. Really? A flood? Do you believe in a flood? Surely not. <laughs> creation? A six-day literal creation? Surely not. We didn't. Everything came by chance. Everything. Came. How so, could you believe otherwise? So can you see this is all happening mm. in the time of the end? Yes. Not by coincidence that the enemy is 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 you know throwing throwing everything at this world and God's people in particular, to deceive as many as he can, to have as many doubt and um, and mock um, the warnings and the truth that Jesus is coming soon. So as the flood came, so too Jesus will come. That's the point of Peter. It's very encouraging when you, you put that spin on what we see around us because mm. it's pretty discouraging otherwise. Yeah. But uh, when you see what the Bible says, it just gives so much hope. It's like, oh, well, even the bad things are encouraging signs of the better they things. Are. They are. Come. That's right. So, <laughs> so the things that so people are like, you know, 
why doesn't anyone believe in God anymore? And that's you know, a sign. <laughs> you know, w- w- why are our children being taught um, evolution? Yeah. Um, you know, w- this, this, this gender dysphoria that we have going on right now, you know, this, this um, racism and, and polarization. Why? Where is it coming from? When you understand what the scripture says, that we have now entered the time of the end and we're about to come to the end of the time of the end and Jesus will return, which will be the end of time, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. It's interesting when we take a look at Lot, um, you know, he gave the warning. The angels told him that God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah by fire. And it's interesting um, the the record and how it describes um this warning that Lot received and what he tried to share with his family and their response. Do you want to read it from Genesis 19 verses um, 12 to 14? Genesis 19, 12 to 14. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city? Take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law he seemed to be joking. Wow, <laughs> joking. I looked up that word, and that word literally means they were making fun of him. They were basically making sport. This was in the most serious moment of his life. Absolutely. This is the night before Sodom is about to be destroyed the next morning. It just says something about how Lot must have, like how his spiritual convictions were demonstrated yeah. on a day-to-day basis to his family. Like they thought, yeah, right, you're all of a sudden you're spiritual? Yeah. This is a joke. Yeah, so they, they didn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, and sadly, they were lost. They were lost. And so it's interesting um, that that the Apostle Paul speaks of the time of the end just before Jesus comes as a time when people will be crying for peace and safety. Mm-hmm. That's First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. Peace and safety in the context of the second coming. And guess what? People want today. They want peace. They want safety. They want things to go back to normal. Yep. Back to buying. And selling, building, flying, flying, <laughs> marrying, given in marriage, and and so on and so forth. So we want to go back to normal, and we're not interested in the things of God's kingdom by and large. We're still not interested. You know, um, we're kind of running out of time. We're about to go to a, another segment. I mean, go to a song. But um, I, I was surprised, but I shouldn't have been surprised when COVID hit. I thought my phone would be running hot with people, my friends, wanting to know what's going on and so forth, that I'd talk to them, but it Not didn't so, happen. Eh? It didn't happen. So this this time, we, we are living in this time. We truly are. Well, we're going to listen to a song by Anna Beaton, A Beating Heart. Then we're going to go to a news break. And when we come back, we'll be back with the last installment of this wonderful Bible study. Enjoy. Inside my chest beats a heart you have always blessed, but I've pushed you apart. I've never had a test that I passed. My life was a mess from the start. But you smile at me with love. You descend like a dove. You say, child. 
But I wait for tomorrow while you I do believe that the supernatural, there are things outside of the natural realm that we can't explain, that we can't understand, and God fits into that. This week on Signs of the Times Radio. If we see a ghost, it's not actually that person that we're seeing. It's actually a fallen angel. What are they achieving by taking on that form? Signs of the Times Radio on Faith FM. Check your schedules for airing times or listen to past episodes on the podcast page at faithfm.com.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Well, that was cool. That was amazing. (laughs) Go show! I think I like that. I really like that. That well, was really cool. In case cool. you haven't already worked out, this is looking up. <laughs> and that was a little intro there. That was fantastic. Well, well done. We are on the final stretch of our Bible study. And just a plug for everybody listening, there's a free gift today. Simply call or text us with the word ready, ready. to the number 0491064669 to receive your free gift as light lingers Basking in the Word of God. How do you study the Bible personally for yourself if you've never done it before? How can you have a relationship with God by reading His Word? You need this book. It's got some incredibly practical tips on how you can achieve just this. So again, that number, 0491-064-669. Call or text with the word READY and that book is yours. Yes, amen. I hope and pray that you take this opportunity to do that. Well, thank you for joining us um, in this final segment. Um, things are things always go so quickly, Sharissa, on the radio. Like, I mean, it just flies by. Time flies. Yes. So the um, end is coming. Yeah, the end <laughs> is coming very quickly. All right, we've been looking at some of the signs in the days of Noah and how they compare to what's going on, and we are seeing we're seeing a carbon copy, aren't we? And we so, have been so yeah, far. we have we've, we've looked at a number of them, and now we want to take a look at this sign. This one really got me thinking as I read the words of Jesus in Matthew twenty four thirty nine, where Jesus said, And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, they did not know. I'm thinking, what does Jesus mean they did not know? How could they not know in Noah's day? They had 120 years of preaching. They had Methuselah. You know, we talked about him. Uh, Noah built the boat. They had the animal parade. And yet they did not know. And I'm like, 
there's got to be a lesson there. There has to be a lesson there for us today, or as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be when Jesus comes. So I've, I've titled this little message uh, from this passage of Jesus, The Peril of Not Knowing. And, um, and the peril of not knowing is that their probation had closed and they had no idea. Because you see, the flood did not come until seven days after the door of the ark was shut. Hmm. So it was sunny outside, the birds were singing, everything was fine and dandy. They were eating and drinking and um, being merry and so on and so forth for the next seven days, but they had no idea. They did not know that their probation had closed. They had hardened their hearts Mm. to all the signs and they didn't realize that they were completely lost. Wow, it kind of reminds me similarly to the story of the last night of Pompeii. Mm. Um, you know, today we uncover, you know, bodies, well, you know, remnants of the civilization that was there. And, and you can see on the last night in Pompeii when that, when that volcano burst, people were just going about their everyday life, just totally unawares that it was going to be their last night. Yeah, wow, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And, um, you know, the lesson for us is, don't be complacent. Do not be complacent. And and when you hear that still small voice saying today, you know, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart because that was the issue in Noah's day. That was the issue in Lot's day. They had hardened their hearts to the point where they could no longer uh, see the signs. They could no longer hear the warning, God's warning, not Noah's warning, not Lot's warning, but God's warning through his messengers, Noah and Lot. And, um, and they hardened their hearts, and unfortunately, sadly, they were all lost. Um, I want to skip to this um, scripture uh, in John 3, verses 19 to 21, if you want to read that, Sharissa, for us, where Jesus says why people will be lost. He says, And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. So what's Jesus here saying? What What is our great problem? That we don't like the truth. We don't like to face reality. Yeah. We want to just carry on Normalcy bias. Mm. She'll be right, mate. Um, and that's what they were saying in Noah's day. Yeah. They saw the signs, the clear signs, that something stupendous was on the horizon. I mean, And they did nothing about and it. And they did nothing about it. They, they were more concerned about what their friends, mm-hmm. their family, and society thought about them than... Following the signs, mm-hmm. and and the same thing can happen to us. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. So Jesus says, you know, the light has come into the world. The light has come into the world, and Jesus is the light. Mm-hmm. He said, "I am the light of the world." But men loved darkness more than light. That's very sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a powerful scripture in Second um, Thessalonians chapter two, verses eleven and twelve, and this is a this is a sober warning to all of us of what complacency can result in. Do you want to read that for us, Sharissa? And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Wow. 
So what Paul here is saying is if we want to believe the lie, if we don't want to believe in the truth, God will not force us to believe the truth. He will not force you know, his truth, his light into our lives, and sadly we will perish. He because actually gives us options. He does. And he will he allow you, he will allow you to believe the lie. So, and that's what he did in Noah's day. God had to allow them. I mean, God wanted to save them. He wanted to save all the people in Noah's day. He wanted to save all the people in Lot's day, but they were not willing to be saved. And so God has to give them the right to choose death rather than life. Yeah. So do you see that happening around us right now? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about, you you, you think about, you know, this wonderful program, the dot Digital, mm-hmm. giving out invitations to people, inviting people. I mean, we invite people to, if people want to, you know, study the Bible, um, to, to join us, you know, give us a call if you want someone to study the Bible with you. I've given invitations to my family members, to cousins, to relatives, to friends, to neighbours. Um, it's interesting, it's interesting, Sharissa, um, like I've run a lot of, evangelism seminars or Bible seminars, prophecy seminars. I've run on, you know, we've we've given out like, you know, thousands and thousands of flies. You know, your letterbox once upon a time. Remember when we used to letterbox once upon a time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we still uh, do. You know, I, I remember letterboxing like 10, 20,000, 30, 40,000 flyers, you know, um, huge area. And out of that, maybe you got 20, 30, 40 people turning up. Mm. But I can guarantee you, Sharissa, that if I would have, you know, if I would have advertised in their letterbox free beer and dancing girls, we would have had the place packed out ten times over. Mm. True? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are so focused and absorbed on the things of this world. And Jesus said, no, not Jesus, but Paul said, in the last days there would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Mm. And that is what we find today. So this is a, a message for all of us to really wake up. I mean... We can see the signs. The COVID signs are telling us that a stupendous crisis that will precede the coming of Jesus is on the horizon and this is our time to get ready. Another storm is about to break. Absolutely. Just like in the story of Noah. Absolutely, absolutely. And Noah was ready. He was prepared. And if you want to read what Jesus says to us at the end of the Noah um, illustration that he gives in Matthew 24, Jesus gives us a very, very clear, unmistakable instruction on how we ought to prepare for his coming. Do you want to share that with us from Luke 24, verses 42 to 44? Matthew 24? Yeah, Matthew 24, yeah, verses 42 to 44. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So what's the message? Don't watch the news. <laughs> I mean, you can watch the news, but when it says watch, it's not talking about the news, is it? Or Netflix. Or Netflix. (laughs) Or lots of YouTube. (laughs) No. Be aware. Be aware. Watch. You know, um, watch what's going on and prepare yourself. It's it's interesting. Jesus doesn't say get ready. Mm -hmm. He says be ready. Yes. Be ready in the present tense. Live ready. Live ready. And it's interesting, um, you know, Jesus gives a number of parables and in Luke and Mark he also shares the same message and he says, you know, uh, the servant, he is always ready, 
always ready. So whenever the master will come, according to Mark, you know, in chapter 13, towards the end of that chapter, it says whether he comes, you know, um, at 9 o'clock at night, whether he comes at midnight, whether he comes at 3 a.m., whether he comes at 6 a.m., all four different times of the night in Jewish thinking, regardless of when he comes at night, that servant is ready because he is busy doing what his master has invited him to do. And that's what Jesus it's wants nice us. and simple. It is. It's very, very simple. So I want to encourage you, my dear friends, um, Jesus is the only answer. He alone is our hope. Um, you know, holding on to hope is holding on to Jesus. Mm. And so I want to encourage you to put your faith and trust in him. If, you, if you've been a bit slack in your Bible reading, in your Bible study, and in your time of prayer, now is the time to get back on the train. Amen. And that's actually a great opportunity for us to plug yeah. the free offer. Go for it. If you're listening, you're saying, yes, I need to have this relationship with God. I need to study my Bible so that I can learn about him and have a relationship. Call or text us right now with this with the word ready to the number 0491-064-669. And we will send to you a beautiful book called As the Light Lingers. And it's basically about how to have a devotional reading mm. of God's word, how to read it and apply it to your life and, and really understand how to have a relationship with God. Can't stress how beautiful and important it is to Amen. be able to do Amen. this. So. Because the only thing that's going to get us through, Sharissa, at the end of time is Jesus. He He's, alone is going to get us through. Nothing yeah, else will get us through. One. Exactly. There's not going to be any stimulus package that's going to get you through. There's not going to be anything that the government or any human being can can offer you that's going to Your get God's people. Hope. Jesus is our only hope, our only hope. And um, now is the time mm -hmm. to make that decision for Christ. And if you haven't made a decision for Jesus, if you haven't um, invited him to be Lord of your life, to be the one um, in control, to be the one you know in the driver's seat, if you haven't invited him, now is the time. There is no better time than now. In Absolutely. fact, that's what Scripture says. You want to read that Scripture for us, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So when's the best time, Sharissa? Right now. Right now. There is no better time than the present. So today, you know, if you hear his voice, a still small voice, um, don't harden your heart. Like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, they hardened their hearts. They saw the signs. Mm -hmm. They hardened their hearts. They didn't respond to the message of salvation and they were lost. Don't follow the example of the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Let us learn from the past. Like George Santiana said, you know, those who, who refuse to learn from the past, they're going to do exactly the same mistakes. Absolutely. I, I think that's a really great appeal for all of us. The worst thing we could do after this is just hear this show and do nothing. Exactly. Go back to doing nothing. But exactly. um, the best thing we could do is to wake up and do something, mm. to look up Amen. and give our lives to Jesus. Amen. We're going to listen to a song. You will like it. It's a, it's a sermon in song. I like that you've got the wool over your eyes. Cause it suits me fine To know that you don't even realize I like the way that you don't question anything And I love the way that you go along with everything 
and you you don't even know you don't even know and i've got you under my control and you you don't even know and you don't even know just don't think about it live life to the full it doesn't really matter what's really real keep that veil real close oh don't peek through it doesn't really matter what's really true and it suits me just fine it suits me just fine You're trapped in your habits and you don't realize what you've lost till you're gone. And you're chained to your iPhone and you're stuck with your earphones and all the world is falling apart but you wouldn't notice and the movies have captivated your soul and you'll, you'll never grow Waiting for the world to produce more entertaining things Keep our mind occupied When's the next storyline? Well, I can't wait to see what they'll think of next And oh, give me more of the games of Joneses Cause I like keeping up with the Joneses Don't really mind who was Moses And when's the next YouTube session? I've got a Netflix obsession I'll be fine, just take up all my time And it suits me just fine It suits me just fine My, oh my, what a lost little child You're entangled in lies I have the best intentions for you And I don't want anyone else to be Lord of your life Lord of your life I want everything good for you I've tried to show you But people mind my name People make you afraid of me That's not what I'm like, oh Search for me and know me for yourself For yourself Search for me My arms are open wide Search for me My arms are open wide 
much deep for me. I gave my life to know you. That was Anna Beden with Wool Over Your Eyes, and what a what an appealing song for us mm, to powerful. come to an end on on this program. This is looking up. We're about to sign off from what has been a really insightful, relevant study of the Bible today, and also one of a reminder that now is the time for us to really take steps uh, to Jesus and really give, make sure our our hearts and our love is for Him. Um, just want to remind everybody, we've had some people taking us up on the free offer today, but there's still plenty of um, books available. If you'd like to obtain today's free gift, all you have to do is text the word READY or call us with the word READY on your lips to the studio number 0491064669. And that book, which will help you to have a walk with Jesus, help you to have that personal relationship, which is your only hope in the end um, today, you can mm. begin that walk. Amen. And uh, we actually been hearing from some of our uh, listeners and Freco oh. has sent us a message we want to say big hi to you big hi freco great to have you on board buddy yeah well pastor danny as we close out is there final words you'd like to leave with our listeners? well look i want to leave um, our listeners for today with uh, an invitation from jesus and this invitation from jesus is found in the apocalypse the book of revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 and it's a it's, it's, it's an invitation given to the laodicean church this is the lukewarm church um, that will be present when Jesus turns up. And um, the lukewarm church is really the she'll be right mate church because they're neither hot nor cold. True, very true. They're going through the, they're, they're just going through the emotions. They're rich and increased with goods and they feel they have need for nothing. But they don't realize they are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And Jesus says to us today, this is to us, we are all part of Laodicea. We as Christians, those of us who claim to be Christians, we are part of Laodicea at the end of time. And Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone in Laodicea, the she'll be right mate church, hears my voice and opens the door. It's interesting. There was a door in Noah's day that was open, but then it was closed. Jesus says, I'm the door. If anyone opens the door to me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. So Jesus is inviting us to open the door of our hearts to him that he may come in today, now. So that's my invitation to each and every one of you. Do not wait. Do not hesitate. Do not procrastinate. Now is the day. Invite Jesus today and be ready. Yeah, that's a really powerful uh, finish for us. And maybe you could say a word of prayer to sure. close us out. Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for the blessings of your word. We thank you for this story of Noah as well as the story of Lot and the lessons that we can learn. For Lord, you, you invited us to go and look at the time of Noah, the time of Lot, to learn what it was like in their day that we may not, like in the days of Noah and Lot, that we may not be lost today as the people in those days were. So, Father, I pray that we will heed your voice, that we will that we will turn to Jesus with all of our hearts, that we will cling to him, for he alone is our hope. He is the blessed hope and the, and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we thank you and praise you. We can't wait for you to come, dear Lord, and we pray that 
you will help us to prepare many others for your soon return. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, as we uh, close out today, we're going to be back again next week with the same subject theme, Noah. But do you know the next week's Yes, title? next week we're going to be looking at crumbling foundations. Okay. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Bible study and discussion next week. Also want to remind you, if you're interested in learning more about what the Bible has to say about right now today, you can go to the n.digital website and watch the most recent series. There's plenty of other series too to sink your teeth into and, and hear what God's Word says. So we're going to leave you now, but remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is all